0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Welcome to the Well on this morning. I got Brother Brian, Sister Donetta, Elder Charles, on his first time on the Well, and Sister Trinity. How are you feeling on the day? All right. On today, I want to talk about why do people feel the need to keep up with others, even if it means putting them in the debt or others. Elder Charles, have you experienced? Have you ever dealt with or done it yourself, or seen someone go out
2: out of their means? Well, there was a time when some of my friends went to. A restaurant. Uh-huh. And when we walked in, we were in high school, you know, we are on a field trip. And I'm like, whoa, man, this looks kind of expensive. One of my guys nudged me. He was like, man, never say it's too expensive. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, just act like you can pay. I'm like, but we can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, nah, man, just, you know, you don't show it. You know, come on, mm-hmm. we just say we'll move on and we'll go somewhere else, you know. Gotcha. But there have been times when I wanted to put on a good impression, you know, to a young lady mm-hmm. and knew that I didn't have the money, uh-huh. you know, or I felt better when I was driving a mom's car, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. I knew it was a nicer car easy. and uh-huh. I, yeah, you know, yeah. it's easy to impress, you know, so I have felt the burn. Gotcha. Danetta, have you ever felt the need or the pressure to keep up with others?
0: Um, sometimes. I remember when um, all my friends were graduating like two years ago from college and I was still in junior college, I did feel like, wow, I'm really, really far behind. You know, I gotta catch up. I need to hurry up and get my BA so I can finally, you know, keep up with my friends and be amongst the college graduates. So I have.
2: And and our church, the black church, it's even a different kind of a thing. You know, you notice that we like to dress up a little bit more, you know, and uh, during the, we can go deeper into the history of it or, you know, why did we felt the need to do that in some of our other brother churches of other ethnicities can be seem to be more relaxed mm-hmm. you know at church but that's a whole different subject when we come here now we like to give off the impression that we already have it all together um, it's like walking into a, a hospital acting like everything is all right with you but you're at the hospital I think sometimes it's uh it's something we've been
3: dealing with since we were young you know a lot of times I think it's like a competition you know it's a lot of times, if your friend, if you're playing basketball, you're like, "Oh, I can shoot better than you," and I can, or you know,
0: <laughs>
4: or
3: or you have some shoes on, and they're like, "Oh man, I got the, the new pair of Jordans. I got the new this." And so I think it's just something that we carry, and as we get older, we're still kind of acting the same way. It's it's almost kind of childish in a sense.
2: You said something very uh, interesting that sense of competition, you know, and. That, you sent up a balloon there, we could spend a whole another two hours talking on, you know, where that came from. But uh, I think even outside, generally in our culture, uh, our church exists within our culture. You know, so our culture, we have a weird way of defining happiness or the pursuit of happiness. Um, We even ask each other, how much is he worth? How much is she worth? Like we're bringing everybody down to a financial means of uh, this is how much you're worth when true happiness can't do that. You see the man can buy the blinged out Rolex, platinum Rolex, but he can't buy time. You know, he can buy the $50 million house, but he can't buy a home, a home full of Love and happiness. He can drive that $2 million car, but to nowhere. (laughs) You know, it's, yeah, it can't buy happiness, but our culture buys into it. And we out there, as soon as I have this iPad right here, it's going to be obsolete within two and a half years. I'm going to have to buy another one. It's, they keep us buying it, they keep us moving. So Mm -hmm. we have to figure out what true happiness is. Where does that truly come from?
0: Yeah, and I think people get caught up in, when it comes to social media, they get caught up in, um, just seeing a picture, yeah. mm-hmm. like I can easily put like a, all my makeup together and be like, bam, look what I got. But people don't know, like I could have spent my last $10, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. trying to buy some makeup. Like yeah. So when people see people on yachts or, you know, yeah. with, with their Jordans and stuff, they don't know that person could be having rats and roaches. Yeah. yeah crawling they
4: just get caught up in the picture it's interesting the that that you brought it up about social medias and images because like this whole bow wow challenge right now mm-hmm. yes that's yes. that's the whole thing right now with everybody's doing this challenge and how people tend to portray their life on social media but it's like behind behind closed doors we really know who you are i call them showcasers.
1: what would be a showcaser to you like a like a person or a uh something that you've seen that was like a showcase
4: okay for example it's a girl that I went to high school with like she's always always putting stuff on social media but it's like outside of that she wants to make on social media she wants to make it looks like this is her lifestyle that she's living but behind that her mother and her father is providing all this luxury lifestyle for her but she want to make it seem like I'm self-made I'm a boss I'm doing this and that but it's just a show that she's putting on for social media
1: Gotcha. 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 So me growing up in the church, one thing that I've seen many of my friends and people deal with, we start to idolize people, you know, preachers and singers, and they may have the suits and the cars, and we start to idolize them for the things that they have. And we forget that in church, you are supposed to, you know, I don't mind idolizing people for their spiritual gifts, but we idolize them for the things that they have, their homes, what they drive, where they live, the type of families they have. You guys, have you guys seen that yes, experience? Yes. That?
3: I, as humans, we always want more. You know, it talks about in the word that a lot of times these different people who were at different statuses wanted more wives, more money, more things. So I think a lot of times if that is what you're listening to, if that's what you're feeding, feeding yourself, like even with rappers, they talk about the cars, they talk about the They talk the about ladies, the women. And they talk about the women. So if I'm hearing that enough, why do you think these young teenagers are going out? trying to get Jordans trying to get ladies trying to get this trying to get that it's because it's what they're feeding themselves if you get that enough if you feed yourself um let's say for instance gangster music if you feed yourself that enough you're gonna more than likely start getting into some activity because if they're saying you can sell this get a pound of this and this is how much money now we know we're we're grown so we know good and well most of these rappers are different people are just faking it
2: because we can't blame specifically the music industry even though it it illustrates it it expresses it perfectly It's art imitates life imitates art and the artist before he even does that is imitating kind of what's out there even people who never listen to rap music like to promote a like that they have it you know I was taught that truly wealthy people don't feel the need to showcase it they that's don't true. feel the need to lay it out a, there. That's uh, they're happy being wealthy all by themselves. No, I'm gonna hear what you. No, have no, to no.
0: Because there is a good example. There was a picture of Jay Z back when he was um, working with Jazzy, mm-hmm. um, and he had like the little high top fade, and he had a bunch of gold. Chains. Yeah. <laughs> he was like mm-hmm. mid twenties, early twenties, and then there was a picture to now Jay Z. He's about forty eight, mm-hmm. and when he goes places, he doesn't wear anything. <laughs> He wears a simple button-up, and he's almost, you know, worth a billion dollars. So Stealth just, wealth. Right. Like yeah. When he was younger, he was like, yeah, I got to walk around with all this gold. I got to floss. I got to do this. And he probably didn't have much. Yeah. Because he
4: probably didn't know no better back then. It's like when you know right. better, you do better. Right. Right. right.
0: And then it's also, like he said, like when you really do have it, you don't have to show it. You don't have to have layers of gold chains. Mm-hmm.
4: But they, I always feel like people who never really had anything, like that's how they they tend to showcase a lot because I was like the way I was brought up, like I don't I don't have to boost and brag on what I have. Like it'll just show for itself. So I feel like people who do that, they never really had much in the beginning. So it's like they want to show it like, look what I have now.
2: It's it's all we see on each other. We look at the outward, you know, they look on the in when it, it's in the air, especially in a culture that says, more is never enough yeah. too much more is never enough chase what matters you yeah. can't get what really matters with a credit card i mean yeah. come on you know right. so it it comes from the culture us. it's
4: more to just what you have like what's up here is what's really important that people miss out on a lot of times
3: well i mean you're saying that now but what would you do if a guy in just a regular you know kia approached you and was like hey and you can tell that he didn't have much he just his shirt was maybe a little wrinkled or it wasn't the newest shirt let's put it like that it's creased, but it's not the newest shirt and he tries to approach you right how, how are you going to react? He's a handsome guy, but then the next following that week you get question. the guy who has the BMW. He smells a little bit better. He has, the, you know, the Tom Ford on. Bad and no. then, you know. <laughs> <no>. But
4: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> impressed by you know? all of that. Like, you know, but I, I, I got you. I got to come back for what you're asking me. Now, when I was in my early 20s, my boyfriend at the time, I met him. He was just coming from the plant because I'm from Detroit. He was coming from the plant. So he was like, you know, in his workers' clothes. And he had, back when cornrow braids were in, okay. you know, his braids wasn't the best. <laughs> But our conversation, we got to talking. But then when we went out and then we went out again, his wardrobe and everything was completely different. Okay. So I could have judged him then, but I didn't. There I was is. open to his conversation. <laughs> now, but ready? no, but some, <laughs> now, But let's be honest.
3: Some ladies and some even young men, they will judge by the appearance. So they, I mean, will. they will. It's all about what's up here in your heart. But sometimes when people stunt on people, you like the way they stunt. You like, dang, you really look good right now, and and they could not even have all that. You know?
2: She said That's- something very important, though. She Thank said, you. The conversation. Exactly, you know, so it was the conversation. Even though he might have been dressed from the plant and the yeah, he was. was cool. You know, and he might have been, he might have yeah, smelled yeah. like he came from the plant. It's something in his smile, the way that he approached her, the way that he asked her who she was, I see. got the conversation. There and not is. to
4: mention the brother's smile—he had braces at the time, so okay. I was really like, you know, like. So so <laughs> you, saw, you saw that.
1: So I so I'll ask this: conversation is good, clothes are good, but they don't have salvation. Is that an Uh-oh. issue for you?
3: Uh oh. Here we go. Let's see.
4: Yeah, because I feel like I, I, I got to know that Jesus is in your life. Like, oh. seriously, like, I have to know that. Like, I can't be trying to build and grow with you, and you don't have that in you. Th- that's my take on it.
1: So you would say that's more important than what he has on and what he drives. Absolutely. Or what he, he has. Absolutely. Ooh.
4: Okay. Absolutely. Then, Nath, is it the same for you? I agree.
0: And um, if you do have salvation, um, I'm going to see, like, how your actions are. Because you can have salvation and still be trash. So, if you do have salvation, I'm gonna hold you to an even higher standard. Some be like, "Well, how are you with your well, salvation?" I, I think yeah. we
3: can do what's in Romans, where you know, not conforming to the world's patterns. If the world is doing things a certain way, if they're looking at you, if they're judging you, if they're saying, "Oh, okay, well, he has a BMW, he has a lot of money," we have to renew our mind on a daily. And the only way that we could do that and and have a changed mind uh, is by reading the Word, by going to church. By, you know, praying and fasting and, you know, trying to trying to do something along the lines of what Christ did here on Earth. Well, this has been a great subject
1: on the day. Thank you for joining us on the well. Catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. and We'll see you next time. Looking for more West State TV original content? Like and subscribe to make sure you never miss a video.